Welcome to Money with Alpha, where I share simple tips for how to make, save and invest money while also connecting your values with your lifestyle so you can achieve the life you really want. You will also hear interviews from real people as they share the ups and downs of their money journey. After all, we are all on a journey and what better way to learn about money than to hear what hasn't and has worked. Hi and welcome to this episode. Today I'm talking about something that's that's it triggered me because I read um, an article which talked about the statistics around gender pay and also um, the level of income that we see in this country. And uh, while there's some really great things, there's also some really really ordinary things that came out of this. Um, it's data that comes from the Australian Taxation Office. Uh, or ATO. And being an ex-tax accountant, I'm uh, very, very aware of of, um, the tax office. Um, But income levels and gender pay gap, I mean, these are topics that aren't, they're not new and they've been in the news quite a lot, but it's still alarming how after so many years, there's still there's still these issues and we're, we're still talking about it. And, and it, it, yeah, like I said, it triggered me when I read it. So I thought oh, I'm going to, I'm going to do a, do a podcast episode on this um, to also try and create additional, um, I guess, awareness <laughs> if that's even necessary, but here we go. Um, so without getting too much into the economics of it, wage growth has been pretty low um, with the median tax income taxable income only increasing by 12 percent between 2014 and 2020. Um, just the cost of housing alone has increased between 20 and 30 percent way above wage rates and then there is inflation in general which is tipped to peak at an average of seven percent just this year So while we've had pretty low inflation over the last few years, which has probably contributed to the lower wage growth, there's things now that we need to catch up on, which are just unlikely to, which is going to create even bigger issues, which is what makes financial literacy even more vital. And that's one of that's a passion of mine is is trying to spread that message because there are things that you can do. There is this stuff that you can't control, but what you can control is in your world. The income that you earn to a certain extent, definitely your spending, definitely your saving, definitely your investing. This and these these are the money pillars I go through in my in my program, um, financial fulfillment in seven simple steps. So it's this is something that I'm very very close to as well. And there's there's so many tools and calculators out there. So when I hear the excuse I'm not good at math, I was like, well, you don't need to be. There, there's so many things out there to help support. You really just need to be able to count and do maybe some basic basic maths, but that's pretty much it. There's the, the uh, to be honest, the actual the the Money Smart website through the Australian government actually has some really good, very sort of simple information. It's got some calculators there as well. It's it's a little clunky trying to put it all together, um, but there's stuff there that can help you, so you don't have to you know create spreadsheets yourself. Because I realise just the idea of a spreadsheet tends to send chills. I know it certainly does for for my mother. So I I try not to do spreadsheets too much for her. 
Um, and there's also the language of financial literacy. Like anything, if you wanted to go to Italy, you would learn a little bit of Italian. Um, if you wanted to, um, you know, learn music, you would have to learn a little bit of how to read music. There's, there's languages out there and finances is a language. There is a money language. And if we don't learn it, how will we know it you know like I when people just tell me oh, I'm just not good at this it's like yeah that's because we don't get taught it if you want to learn it then you can seek out ways to learn it there's people like myself there's lots of other people out there you just connect with someone um, and learn the language of money uh, because wages aren't necessarily going to be wage growth is not going to be the answer inflation is only going to make things harder there's you need to be able to empower yourself and you do that with knowledge so uh, as you can see, I'm very passionate about changing the story around money, especially for women. And the thing I love about financial literacy for women is we don't just help ourselves and it stops there. We help others. You know, our, our ability to serve expands with our, our you know, that, that concept of putting on your own oxygen mask before helping someone else. Women will then go on and help multiple people. And that's not to say that men wouldn't do that as well, but there's sort of a natural expansion that tends to happen. So, and I feel very, very strongly about, you know, helping women with their money literacy. So, okay, back to back to the data from the Australian Taxation, taxation Office. Um, so the median taxable income, so this is more or less the average for men in 2020, was 56,746, uh, while for women it was only 41,724. That's 26% lower. <laughs> Now, this is possibly also likely due to the fact that many women will work part time or not at all for, for a portion of their of their life um, so they can take care of kids. But still, the, that amount is concerning. So then the data on superannuation balances, that also tells quite a similar story. So up until the age of 30, the superannuation balances between men and women, they're basically the same. So from then on, the gap progressively widens until retirement, which is probably not all that surprising considering the women, women will take time out of the workforce to have children. They then care for, for the young children. And then by the time they get back into the workforce, they're kind of, they're a bit behind. So they've got to, you know, might, they might go back part-time. They've got to work back up in their careers. They haven't got that gap in time that, um, you know, the men don't have. So it takes a little bit of time to build it back up. And when you look at the at these charts, it pretty much takes the rest of the rest of the working life to, to kind of get back up there. Um, and even then it's, you know, it, there's there's a median there, which which does. And then there's there's a portion that doesn't. So um, there's there's a real gap, which is something that I know the the different political parties are talking about trying to, to work on. Um, but it's it, whether it happens or doesn't happen, it's not going to happen fast enough. <laughs> so this puts women at a significant disadvantage financially. So becoming money savvy is no longer a choice. It's a must have. So this is this is where we need to start looking at things like how to to how increase your income, whether it's doing some side hustles or looking at ways to, you know, have people sort of, you know, getting support from partners or even, even looking at ways to have 
employers be more supportive of part-time workers. As a friend of mine at the moment who's been looking for a job that allows her to work part-time or during school hours, and it's really hard. And to be honest, when I mean I've I've worked part-time before, and you work so hard, you more or less get a full-time job done in the same time, working part-time. So you're focused. It's very very productive. So I think women back in the workforce is extremely important. And being able to understand what to do with the money is also very important too. So learning how to ask for what you want when it comes to, to your, your salary even if you're employed. Just because you're working part-time or you've taken time out doesn't mean you shouldn't be paid what you're worth. <laughs> so there's that aspect of it. There's the spending side, looking at your expenses in a way to see, is it actually necessary to have five streaming services because each kid wants a different thing? Um, you can look at things like this. You can take look at your discretionary spending, the things that you don't necessarily need and figure out ways to reduce it. This is something I had to do when I was pregnant with my daughter because I'd been a contractor and I knew that once I had her, I wasn't going to have income. So I needed to figure out a way to, to reduce my spending until such time as I could potentially increase it again. But you know what? I actually didn't miss out on anything that I'd, I'd reduced. So it turns out it wasn't really all that necessary after all. And it felt really good. It lightened my financial load. It, it really feels nice. And then saving. That also becomes, once you start to see money build up, even if it's just a little amount, if you can, if you can only spare, you know, $10 a week even, or if, whatever it happens to be, put it aside and get used to not having that money. And then you can start looking at micro investing, which is just, you know, investing. I've got a free guide on how to invest with $1. If you want to go download it, please do. Um, then there's other things you can do as well. You know, there's, there's, there's opportunities out there. You just need to be looking for them. And then as far as the investing goes, you've also, you've got superannuation. Um, optimize that. Have a look at ways that you can make sure that your, um, your super fund is actually performing well. Uh, what are its fees? Um, are you, do you have multiple superannuation accounts? Uh, if you do, consolidate them so you're not paying multiple sets of fees. And if you've got insurance in your super, you only have the one um, set of insurances. So you're not paying multiple premiums, which are reducing your super balance too. Salary sacrifice if you can. Get pre-tax dollars. Or you could even um, contribute after-tax amounts into your super fund and provided you've notified your super fund and, re and received their acknowledgement, you can claim them as a tax deduction in your tax return. I mean, these are things you can talk with an accountant about to see what suits your personal circumstances, but they're just some ideas to, to get the, the juices flowing of just, just a few things that you can actually do to begin to improve your financial foundation. Um, and let's change the narrative and try and change these statistics. <laughs> The gender pay gap, that, that's a bit of a different issue, but taking control of your own finances is, is something that you can do. You have the mental capacity. You have you can find the time. I know we're all super busy, but for stuff like this, it is important. And then the last thing I'm going to uh, touch on is estate planning because I feel quite strongly about this because I, I hear stories where like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we'll get around to it, which is, yeah, okay. It's not always the most pleasant or fun exercise to, to contemplate our demise. But it's important to make sure, especially if there's any complexity in family relationships um, or if there's anybody you feel might not 
um, be thinking, having, having your best interests at heart when you're no longer around to advocate for yourself or your children. You need to put it in, in writing and a lawyer is a really good way to do that. I know there's free will kits out there, but I, I went through a lawyer to do, we went through lawyers to do ours. Um, and I'm really glad we did because I feel so much more secure in knowing that my wishes will be adhered to. Um, so there's a number of things. I know there's quite a lot there um, and I've zoomed through them because I've, you know, I'm on a, I've, yeah, I, this article really triggered me. Um, but please think about these things. And if you feel like you're on top of your finances, make sure that your other family members, especially the female family members are too, because it is important um, and it is worth the time and you are worth it as well. So I hope that's been helpful. I do have blog posts and things that cover off on this as well. So feel free to, to check out my blog, which is at money-madesimple.com.au forward slash blog. So go have a look. Uh, and if you have any questions, you can always find me on socials. Okay. Have a lovely day.